Hey, big love fam. Welcome to Super Freak. This is a high vibe podcast, y'all, exploring all things frequencies, how they govern form, shape our realities, and are the key to living from your full potential. It's non-woo combos about super woo shit, unpacking what I call the science of self, from body and soul literacy to the power of understanding vibration, higher consciousness, quantum physics, and spiritual psych. Let this podcast become a resource for you on your journey to self-mastery. If you're curious and ready to free your mind, unlock the body, and truly become limitless, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Tally. This is Super Freak, awakening for the next gen. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Super Freak. In this week's episode, I'm going to talk briefly about what it means to actually be a recovered or regulated empath. Coming off of the two-part series of what empathy is, what true empathy is, and what an empath looks like from a wounded perspective, distorted perspective, and dark perspective. It was a heavy couple of episodes. If you haven't had a chance to check them out, please do so. But let's dive into this. So I want you to think about these patterns as equations, algorithmic equations. So if you presented X pattern, then Y would be the result. So you kind of want to start inverting what the pattern would be. If closeness and intimacy in the past would cause sensory overload, then recovered or regulated version of that would look like what? Someone who, let's say, knows how to modulate their energy in their surroundings. So let's dive in. A regulated empath, and I say regulated empath because at the end of the day, everything is about nervous system. I have some really loaded, juicy episodes coming up around body literacy, foundational work about what it really means to start mapping these things in our actual physical bodies, where emotion is being stored. So that's coming up next week. In the meantime, regulation, nervous system regulation is critical for everything in life, really. And the nervous system is fascinating. I slept on all of this information about the body for so long, just thinking the body would just catch up with the mind. And all I had to do was work at spirit level and everything would work itself out. That was very naive. And I learned a lot, but I say all of that because I have such tremendous respect for the body now. And when I started putting my nervous system first, I really started to accelerate. Let's dive into this. This is probably a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but that way you, at least, you know, you've got a guide for like, okay, I'm really starting to show some recovery in this area. So a regulated empath will, one, have adapted and are able to modulate automatically their sensory sensitivities. So you've done enough work on setting your boundaries up where you don't get overwhelmed in your environment. It kind of starts to automatically just be a relationship that you have with your nervous system where it starts to modulate itself based on its environment. You're more in the observer. You're less in the experience of the other person's energy field or the environment around you. Number two, you're able to stand up for yourself. So no hijacking or blindsiding anymore. These are for the folks who are the good friend, who somehow people want to call, will immediately start to dive right in without asking you permission if they can unload on you. Like, do you have a minute? Can I just vent for a second? If they don't give you a precursor and they just dive in and hijack your time and you do nothing because you're overwhelmed, you're an empath, you feel what's going on. You have to take it on. That's been your moda operandi before. You just dive right into that role. You don't allow that shit to happen anymore. Nope. Sorry, not a good time. You're going to have to call me or I'll call you later if that works for me. If that doesn't work for me, then we're going to have to catch up at a better time or a later date. 
Number three, you have boundaries. You know how to say no. So all of these are really coming down to being highly boundaried. Very difficult for empaths, I know, because there's a lot of like people pleasing going on underneath here and a lot of like fear of what people's opinions are going to be and all that stuff and martyrism and sacrifice and all this other stuff going on, distorted value of self and requiring in order to have value, it has to come from other, all that stuff. You no longer give a fuck. Okay. You don't give a fuck. And your fucks are so little at this point because you've given, you're so used to giving them out now that it's just fun for you. So you have boundaries. You can say no. Number four, you trust your intuition and you don't gaslight yourself. This is huge. So your intuition is going to give you a feeling. You're going to get tightness in your chest. You're going to get a knot in your gut. Your nervous system is going to flare. Imagine a dog that's unsure of their environment. Their hair goes up. Just look at nature when they're unsure of something. They're going to let you know. A horse, its ears will kind of go back. Or there's a lot of ears that are moving if they're upright ears on animals. They're looking and scanning their environment. Like, I don't know about that. I don't like that. Okay. That is there to tell you. That first cue is there to tell you, by the way, I don't like this. And you're like, okay, I'm on it. I'm observing it. I'm checking it out. I need to see what we don't like. Okay. Because the nervous system will think it's acting in your best benefit based on historical information. Same with the brain, right? Because these things are connected. So if the nervous system has recorded information in order to keep you safe, but it's also keeping you small, that's something to look at as well. But the intuition is something very subtle and it's deep. When you get the red flags and when you get the not knowings and you're like, yeah, I don't really know, but you kind of do and you do it anyway, you're gaslighting yourself. That's basically abandoning your inner child and leaving him, her on the corner of the street going, sorry about that, but I'm going to go over here and just take on this project because I need the money. Or it's a really cool project. It's a vanity project. It's going to make me look really good, even though there's red flags. You can't do that. You can't do that to yourself anymore. Because again, as you start to get even more and more recovered, you can't unsee shit. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. And then you're like, damn, you just end up ignoring you ignore the signs and you become very dishonest with yourself and you gaslight yourself. And that's where it gets really disappointing because you'll get into a situation or a project and the whole thing will blow up or you'll get into a relationship and the whole thing will, will blow up and you will be so emotionally steamrolled and you'll get into a shame spiral. Okay. It'll be a dumpster fire of emotions. You'll totally be fried out and you will have no emotional capacity in that process of having to like, it's kind of crashing and like crashing a car. You have to recover from the crash and then the car has to recover from the crash. So you have multiple bodies that are trying to recover gaslighting and self gaslighting and not and being dishonest with yourself is brutal. And empaths do this because it's like, it's fine. I just want to be kind of easygoing and I want to be supportive and whatever else. Yeah, no, 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 no. Your new favorite word is no. And your favorite way of supporting is boundaries. Create your own internal structure. When you have the structure, things bounce off of you. They don't come in. Make sense? Number five, you identify with your higher self, not the labels. So folks who are working on their self-value, will identify with, I'm an empath. Okay. So I'm very sensitive. I pick up on people's emotions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's not interesting to you anymore because you have gotten a little taste of what it's like to be fully supported by your higher self, this perfection, this innate intelligence, this full abundance. And you are not interested in gaslighting that person anymore. Mm -mm. By the way, that person is you from a higher vibratory order. And when you are in the face and in the midst and in meditation with that level of perfection, there's just no zero tolerance. 
zero because it's all loving. It's just an all loving state of consistency. Love is a constant, not a variable. And when you have that for yourself, you do not negotiate your value, period. You don't leave your little babies on any corners. Your teenagers are any corners. You don't negotiate. And if there is a slight waiver, you're like, by the way, that's something to clean up. You might want to look at that. You're like, boom, got it. Thank you so much. Thank you, higher self and nervous system for that. You become deeply grateful. You move on. You make decisions quicker. Okay. Number six, basically you care a lot less. The care level is extremely high because most most empaths are running the nurse fix it program. Okay. When you run fix it, it's incredibly hard. It's like devastating, shattering to the, the emotional body to disappoint people. This is where you get your big old bag of fucks out and you just start giving them away because you don't care anymore. Mm -mm. Nope. You're going to disappoint people. Family's going to get disappointed. And by the way, when you start healing, you're going to start hearing people who are really distorted, who like maybe are running a lot of bullshit around you going, it was so different. Like you're just so different lately. I don't really feel that close to you anymore. You started doing therapy. You started doing frequency work. You started doing all this inner work. And like, I just don't feel like close to you anymore. And that might come from family and friends. You're like, yeah, it's because I'm healing and I'm starting to see all the bullshit. I'm starting to see what I settled for. I'm starting to see what doesn't feel resonant to me. And now I'm like, fuck that. No, I'm out. So if you put yourself in somebody else's shoes with astonishing levels of intensity, literally the recovery looks like this. You can understand and see the other person's POV without compromising your own zero point. Meaning you can see where the other person is coming from. Okay. You can see all the information and it doesn't change you. You don't allow yourself to get pulled out of time. Meaning you don't allow yourself to be so pulled into the reality of the other person's emotional movie. You're able to hold your center, hold your space, Observe what's happening for them without losing yourself. This is definitely a higher level of mastery. If you think about it, like the most balanced friendships, there's no real energetic, like ultra high or ultra low, because you're really able to kind of navigate conversations with mutual respect because neither person is trying to like get anything out of it. They just know how to hold their space and be accountable. They know how to manage their emotions and they have the conversation. They agree to disagree on things and then they move on. And there's no real charge. You don't compromise your own zero point by getting ultra affected by other people's information. Number seven, you don't give up your space. You maintain presence without abandoning yourself. So this is kind of something similar to what I just said, but if you don't understand what zero point is, which is a little bit more of the science side of things. So you have an X, Y, Z axis. A zero point is literally the apex of those things. It is where time becomes a linear construct, becomes a lot of these things. I have another podcast episode coming out on this, but I say that because I know you guys will understand what I'm talking about. When you're in conversation with other people and you allow yourself to kind of get pulled in, you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like Jack pulled me away for a conversation and that ended up being a half an hour. Okay. And by the way, you like you and your partner are trying to leave or do something else or go on to other plans and you keep getting pulled into other conversations, that kind of thing. This happens at work too. Hey, by the way, um, Sarah, could you come into my office for a second? Oh, Hey Sarah, I want to talk to you. Can you come in for a second? And you're on to something else and you get pulled into that meeting and then you get pulled into that meeting. And then all of a sudden, like Everybody wants everything from you because you're so highly capable. Mm -hmm. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, you got to stop doing all that. When you're starting to be more in recovery, 
you're like, actually, I don't. You need to set up a, a different time. I need to meet with you a different time when I'm more available or when I'm more resourced, right? It's okay for you to stand up for yourself like that. Okay. So here's how you can basically stop doing all of the things that you were doing before. You want to observe and take a physical step away from the problem that is presenting itself. So if you find yourself that in conversation with somebody, somebody has hijacked you, moved you into the office, we need to talk about this, or a parent has called you, if you can actually just summon some type of contrary action to what you've done before, you need to step away and try to get some perspective. Very, very critical for empaths to have a sacred space in their house. Something that is just yours or a recovered empath where you can actually downgrade, okay? You can downgrade, you can re-regulate yourself, and you can just, you have a space where you can do nothing. This could be like men have man caves. A lot of women sometimes have offices, but you need a sanctuary. So we all do. Very, very important for us. I didn't have these things. I had to kind of make little baby sanctuaries wherever I was traveling in the last almost two years. And it has taken a toll on me, I will tell you. So my sanctuary now has been like parks or... You know, I do a good job of grounding my space and creating candles and creating a vibe, but let me tell you, that is changing for me and myself as well. Grounding practices, nature is mandatory for you guys. I don't know how else to say this, but it's kind of mandatory for everybody, but particularly if you have high, if you're a sensitive person and your sensory perceptive abilities are heightened, it is required for you to be in nature. Truly, you have to be around zero point. It's going to force you into it more and you will get yourself, you will get perspective into water, getting into natural elements, things like this, hiking, horseback riding. If you have animals, that's helpful too, but just don't give them all your bullshit. They're not taking it anymore. That's how these animals get sick. It's for another video or podcast as well. So schedule alone time, all right? It's super, super important for you guys to be able to actually schedule time for yourself. And if you are overscheduled with alone time, then kind of do the opposite with someone who knows how to maintain their own shit, meaning boundaries. Okay, so seven, you don't give up your space, right? Eight, you communicate what you need. So I want you guys to find a, t- a difficult topic. You're gonna have to step into scary conversations, by communicating your needs and not apologizing for them. This could be that you want a raise. Let's say you've been meeting to bring up a conversation you had a week ago or a couple of weeks ago with a friend. Let's say you need to do this at the workplace. Want you to have a challenging conversation and see what it feels like to stand up for yourself. Okay. You're going to do it in a loving way, but you aren't afraid to actually have that conversation, bring it up, hold your space, hold your own and get what you need without apologizing for it. That's another way to have recovery as an empath. Recoveries, empaths tend to be, get a little bit bowled over, right? Or abandon themselves. When you have boundaries and you don't give a fuck, mm -mm. you're going to go in and ask for what you need. So take on a difficult conversation if you haven't already, but basically a recovered empath isn't afraid to have the scarier conversations. This kind of really goes for everybody, but I will say this, the biggest key takeaway from all of this is to make sure that you're maintaining your own self-integrity, that you have respect for yourself, that you are keeping your emotional bodies clear. The biggest key is that you continue to clear out your emotional bodies, honestly, and that you don't negotiate your value. This is the biggest challenge for empaths because you're transcending the emotional aspect of your body. Empaths are literally trying to merge their emotional and mental bodies. 
And it becomes really challenging because the emotions get very, very overwhelming because it's what you came in here to transcend. It kind of becomes this big cosmic joke. It becomes a bit ironic. I get that. However, it's going to behoove you to start paying attention to some of these things. Watch and notice how you interact. Inventory your last event or holiday event or family conversation and just see how you did and see what changed for you. I think you will find that you will surprise yourself. And if you continue to do the work, the pattern work around this, the embodied experiences of grounding, being in nature, clearing out your emotional bodies, making sure you stay grounded through grounding cords and whatever else you maybe are hopping on some of the group sessions that I offer, but maintaining your boundaries and having that in practice and making sure you're honoring yourself in the process is going to be the key for your continued recovery. I hope this is helpful for you. I will see you guys on another episode. Take care. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Please make sure to leave a review and follow the fun on social media because that's how it works in this world. In the meantime, get your freak on. I'll see you in the next session. Thank you.